This episode was sponsored by Critical Dice and the Endless Bag of Dice. Welcome to the Compendium, a resource designed to help you spend less time learning D&D and more time actually playing. So let's dive into probably the meat of this character, this class, which is the martial archetypes or the subclasses for playing a fighter that you get once you hit third level, which usually happens relatively quick. Now, because we have so, and and so many campaigns also, we'll just start at third level to give you more options, especially if people are more experienced. Um, So Casey, do you want to like, just kind of hit the high notes of all these? Because there's a lot um like describe what that subclass does and like the coolest feature of it or continue to really like dive uh, in on these. let's go ahead and just give the overview um okay. and then you know if we hear feedback from anyone listening that they really want us to tear apart each individual one we can always come back and do another episode so if you guys would like that make sure you let us know um, but for right now let's keep it high level and again you can come in here and read through this yourself page 72 73 player's handbook and you'll see kind of the, the gritty details of each one yeah absolutely uh so arcane archer uh there are archers that are so good you're like that's an impossible shot that's be a magic arrow and you'd be right. So they basically get some minor magic uh, that lets them do some really cool shots. Um, they uh, learn a couple of, uh, they learn a, that's a new skill. They learn uh, a um, cantrip and then they get basically trick shots, um, arcane shots they're called. Um, and they get like two at the very beginning and they start learning more and more. They can employ whenever they take the attack action. Um, and then they give them a list of those things. Uh, and there's stuff like, um, like banishing arrow. Like if you hit somebody with it and, uh, their speed is zero, they become incapacitated and they disappear into the Feywild for like one round. They're just gone. Like you hit them so hard, they exploded off the plane of existence. Um, there's like, um, uh, piercing arrow which will like just go through a bunch of dudes in a line which is kind of cool there's a seeking arrow that will like just follow its targets like around corners and down hallways um, and then uh, there's other ones like the shadow arrow that basically will do an extra 2d6 uh, psychic damage to you when you hit um, which is amazing uh, it's just like all of your hate and spite fueled into a single shot so is hold on real quick is arcane archer in one of the other source books because i don't see it in the phb i thought it was i thought arcane archer was it starts um, with champion and they're usually alphabetical uh let me check i mean we know that wizards likes to sprinkle this stuff well, in many okay, places if it's not in the player's handbook do you want to guess where it probably is Please don't tell me it's Sword Coast Adventure. That would be the weirdest place to have this. I feel like it would be, of course, Sense and Tasha's. No, it's 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 uh, pretty old. Oh, it's from Xanathar. Oh, Xanathar's. Okay, so that will, okay, that makes sense. Just so that if people want to follow up on this and they're going to PHB and they're not seeing it, that's why it's in a different core book. Yeah. Um, and then uh, they get magical arrow, which basically allows the, all of their arrows to count as magical, not for extra damage, but there are some monsters out there that are like, 
I'm immune to attacks that aren't magical. Mm -hmm. And so now they count as magical. Right. Uh, you can, then you get curving shots. So you can be like the bullet that killed JFK. Um, and, uh, and then the higher levels, basically you get, you can regain expended uses of this arcane shot if you have none. So you always will start battle with some, um, called ever ready shot. Uh, so basically you're just an awesome, awesome archer. Uh, with a lot of like cool arrow shots and tricks to do. Um, then there's the battle master, um, a particular favorite. They get maneuvers. Basically, you're going to get um, a bunch of dice that represent a use of a maneuver, and you can expend one of those dice and typically add it to the damage you do, and it does an extra effect. Um, and uh, there's even a DC for some of these things. I'll show you how to do it. Um, but basically, uh, there's things in here like bait and switch where you can use a superiority die and switch places with somebody, um, like a teammate where you realize that, oh no, the, the wizard got surrounded and you can just like run up and like, you know, do a backflip over him and take his spot and bump him out of the way so he can get away. Um, and doing that doesn't give you any opportunity attacks or anything. Um, there's stuff like commander strike where you can use reaction to just give someone else uh, your action to give someone else an, an extra attack by using their reaction without having to worry about did the enemy provoke an opportunity to attack. Um, you can do disarming attack where they can just make you make the foe drop what they're holding, which honestly seems a little weak. But when you realize that spellcasters, even monstrous ones, um, unless it's innate magic have to be holding like a wand or a rod or a crystal ball like a lich to cast a lot of their spells and you just make them drop it and then like kick it over and then use your extra attack no bad dog drop it, it drop kick it. it over the cliff <laughs> yeah you're like no bad lich um yeah uh and there's like you know lunging attack which you can like kind of increase your reach momentarily parry which is a great one to where uh you can reuse your, your use your reaction to like kind of like dodge out of the way and uh and reduce the damage a lot of cool things out there um sweeping attack which is like the old school version of cleave where you can hit somebody and then also hit somebody else's next to them and do a little bit more damage right and then you start when you are a level three when you're getting this archetype to begin with you're going to get uh to pick three of these yes. but then there's like sub leveling up within your archetypes, which is why mm -hmm. things start getting more confusing at higher levels. So once you get to level uh, seven, 10 and 15, you get to learn another two at each of those level increases. And so if you pick this, I mean, you could clear out almost that entire list yeah. um, by the time you're all the way leveled up. Yeah, and um, when you get to 10th level and 18th level, the kind of die you roll gets bigger. So you could do potentially more damage and stuff. And here's the actually the, the the not as much talked about, but a very cool ability uh, because it requires you to use it outside of combat, really. Basically, it's called know your enemy. If you spend at least a minute observing or interacting with another creature outside of combat, you learn certain information about them and you can pick something. Um, uh, it'll tell you the DM will tell you like, hey, are you stronger than it or is it stronger than you? And then uh, you can know its strength score, dexterity score, or constitution score, its armor class, its current hit points, and total levels or uh, fighter class levels, if any. 
So you can be sizing up a guy at the bar and figure out what his dexterity score is so that you know later when we fight him, we can have the wizard cast dexterity save spells at him because we know he's probably going to fail it. Or just figure out what his strength score is so that you can you know, challenge him to an arm wrestling uh, match at the bar there for a, some kind of wager. Right. So I mean, that's really interesting because right now my campaign, we're playing through Curse of Strahd. And in that game, Strahd, the big bad guy, mm-hmm. it is kind of like comes in and out periodically. And my whole party is like, oh, we, we can't handle him yet. But with this particular thing, if like he's dialoguing with them, a fighter with this trait could size them up and then know for a fact when the party is ready to face him, which yeah. is kind of cool instead of just the like, ah, I don't know if we should risk it, guys. Yeah. And it's a really cool like uh, vibe that you get in a lot of MMOs, video games, where if you see an enemy and they're like a dark purple, you're like, okay, I that is right? not a, that is not a level appropriate encounter for me. Uh, but then when they turn green or yellow, you're like, oh, I could probably take them, you know. So that's that that is a fun mechanic. But people never seem to use that. So uh, hopefully they will. Uh, then we have the Cavalier, who basically is really good at mounted combat. Um, they, um, basically they gain a feature where when they're on their mount, they have advantage to, uh, saving throws to not fall off, even when someone's trying to make them fall off. Um, and even if they do fall off, they're likely to just land on their feet and not be, uh, prone and incapacitated. Um, and getting on and off a mount doesn't cost as much speed, all that kind of stuff. Um. And then they basically have this cool thing called Unwavering Mark uh, that they get right at the beginning at third level. Um, you, I'm, I'm looking at it because I'm not as familiar with this one. So when you hit a creature with a melee attack, you can mark the creature until the end of your next turn. And if that marked creature tries to attack anyone else but you, they have it at disadvantage. So you've like challenged them to one-on-one combat as long as they're you're stay close to them it's and, like those scenes in, in battle movies where like yeah, two exactly. people are just staring each other down and like it's chaos everywhere but these two people have this nice little bubble and they're just gonna fight each other guys <laughs> yeah they've marked each other and they're just like no nah, it's him or nothing right exactly um and uh if they do try to damage somebody else you can make a special melee attack against them as a bonus action on your next turn you can kind of like smack them around like hey i'm right here what mm-hmm. are you doing uh, which is kind of fun. Um, and uh, they have a lot of crazy stuff. So like they can um, they can fend off strikes directed at their mount or other creatures. Uh, they can uh, lock down enemies at 10th level where um, when a creature uh, provokes an attack of opportunity by leaving your space, um, when you hit them, their speed just drops to zero. Which is amazing. Like they so then they can't leave, right? Right, because that attack happens technically like on their way out, so they haven't really moved yet. Yes. And then you hit them, and then they're stuck. They're like, so see how's it going? (laughs) Um, Yeah. And then later you can like charge at people and knock them down. It's it's kind of cool stuff, but um, unfortunately, mounted combat is not super clear we talked about it before in the player's handbook there's some more direction in the dmg and there's a lot of situations where you just can't be on your horse or mm-hmm. whatever your mount is if you're a halfling and you're riding a mask whatever that is 
Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's not as much utility as you would like it to be. If you don't have enough dice to make it through your game after every single set gets put in dice jail, make sure you check out the critical dice and their endless bag of dice. You can get a new set of dice delivered to your doorstep every single month for as low as seven bucks a month. Compendium listeners can actually also get a special offer by using the code Compendium, C-O-M-P-E-N-D-M, for 50% off of your first month of dice. Just go to thecriticaldice.com and use that code at checkout. We hope you guys enjoyed listening to our conversation this week. If you haven't done so already, it would really help us out if you would take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. The Compendium is also on Patreon. So if you like listening, that is a great way to help contribute to the content that we create. New episodes are available every Tuesday and Friday or Monday and Thursday if you're a patron. And you can always keep up with us between episodes by following us on social media. Just look up the compendium, that's C-O-M-P-E-N-D-M, on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Jason also shares a bunch of great content and plot hooks on his page, The Critical Dice, so make sure that you check him out and follow him as well. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we will see you guys next time.